Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. What up, what up? I'm your host, Brentley. I'm Dan. And we are coming at you not quite live, but freshly recorded from the heart of the Dark Empire, New York City. I would like to eventually get to a point where we can do this live. That would be nice, but we need a bigger audience first. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, if there happens to be, you know, sirens or, like, disturbances... Um, or slamming of doors, you know, right. because things happen here. Just be aware that we apologize and we're doing yep, our best. Si- the city is loud, so. Um, so we have a few stories to go over today, which are going to be very interesting. Lots happening. Yeah, we took a couple of days off and, well. So much we were, happening. We were doing other things. We were kind of busy. We're planning a show, et cetera, et cetera. Ooh. So that's kind of on the down low. But, yeah, a lot happens in a few days. You take some time off and the world doesn't stop moving. You know, it keeps moving. So fresh off the press. Try to keep up with it. So we have been. Well, here, here's some news. Um, yeah. Liz Cheney was voted out of a GOP leadership position. Basically, they kicked her out because she was very anti-Trump and trying to be anti-Trump and a Republican, and that just doesn't really go very well. Yeah. This is fascinating, though, because there's a lot of people really talking about this online, and you know, I've seen certain Republican friends of ours and people that we know and or follow like Mark Carlo, Mike Carlo brought this up on his Facebook but you know he was sort of talking about how this is a good thing in a sense because people like Liz Cheney represent that kind of old guard of the Republican Party the more neocon types the Bush era Republicans and this kind of does represent that there's there's a rift clearly within the Republican Party and the Trump Republicans aren't exactly the same anymore. The people who follow this guy are clearly of like a sort of different ilk. Wasn't her yeah. father like infamous for like being a vice president at one point mm. and launching a war in Iraq and stuff? I don't know. I, that guy, you know, his name sounds familiar. It, it, it rhymes <laughs> with with Mick, or perhaps uh, Trick. Yeah. But anyway, so you know, the, it's clear. You know, if we're talking about something along the lines of like a deep state people like the Cheneys are are more involved and I think if they're the people who are now at the helm of the current form of the Democratic Party this is a good example of how they are sort of aligned and it it really is you know this sort of mono party thing that has always been happening but Trump sort of threw some sand in that somehow wasn't she famous for her lesbianity I don't know I'm not going to comment isn't isn't that right I don't know I'm not commenting on Liz Cheney's sexual proclivities i don't know that much about it but does, does she like the lady parts <laughs> Brent. i'm just curious Inquiring well, minds I mean, i'm certainly familiar with her father and you know much of the things that he was involved with. reminds me of the other crazy neocon lady who has a father who was a crazy neocon or dad um the mccain's oh the mccain's oh yeah. yes some more lovely people. Uh, <laughs> yes. So Liz Cheney, go right. bye bye. Yeah, sorry. it's funny. Like she got booed and stuff. So it is really interesting to see some of the Republicans, the newer, I guess, form of Republicans, kind of turning against these older form of GOPers. GOPers. And we have been <laughs> hacked, everyone. Those 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 nasty Russian hackers are at it again. Uh oh. They have decided to turn off the gasoline uh. using ransomware technology that's totally not coming from the secret CIA <laughs> slash deep state slash Mossad. This stuff is funny because it's just like it's like we can't we can't undo this stuff and why why are we even tying 
Is it the valves? Like, what is this? Is the valves of, of the pipelines, like, tied no, it somehow? Says, to... It says here, you know, on MSM, very trustworthy, very trustworthy news source. Oh, yeah. U.S. national security officials are still scrambling to get to the bottom of this weekend's colonial pipeline ransomware attack that was believed to have been executed by a gang of Russian cyber criminals. <laughs> and colonial pipeline itself is struggling to contain the fallout from the attack on this major U.S. fuel pipeline and to get things up and running again as soon as possible. Meanwhile, Monday morning, the FBI released a statement confirming the speculation and news reports that started trickling out Sunday. It confirms the dark side. Dark a relatively side. new but very experienced gang of Russian cyber criminals is behind the colonial pipeline ransomware attack. <laughs> the dark side itself even posting a statement to its own website for good measure, claiming responsibility for the incident. <laughs> Let's just comment real quick on that name, though. Dark side. Dark side. <laughs> um, isn't there, like, another dark side, like, kind of hanging out in the cultural and meme space? Ish. Oh yeah, look at that! Those evil Russians. <laughs> those evil Russians. <laughs> those evil from Russians. the DC universe. Oh god, the Zack Snyder cut. <sighs> it's so fascinating, and you know, I think a lot of people will probably hear this and think, "Oh, well, we're dismissing that there are there's a sort of war of intelligence happening between the Russian powers and the Western powers," and that's not it. I mean, we. Oh, Dennis. my mom. Hold on. Pause. It's Roger. See, I'm going to have to call him back later. Sorry, Roger, we're doing the show. I hope you watch later. I'll call you back. He wants me to pose for well, that I, I can painting. Pause if you want. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll talk to him later. Um, I was wondering when he was going to contact me and give me an actual time. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. Now we kind of got Unpause. Unpause. No, it's okay. So, Darkseid has taken our gas away. Um, so saith the almighty intelligence agencies that we must obey and listen to because they are always telling the truth all the time ever and will never lie to us. Well, I was, what was I riffing on? I was riffing on the fact that, you know, like, obviously there's a war of intelligence between Western powers and Russia, and they have their own intelligence agencies, but the, the specter of the Russian threat is something that is commonly r resurrected by our media whenever they need to you know push us in a particular direction or di distract us from say something that they themselves <laughs> may have been excuse involved me what are you in. lying today cia yeah well it's just we what, know, are, what, are, what are the lies today what are the talking points I'm we confused. know that our media is not a free open media tell me so. what to think and we know that there are some very powerful organizations that have their hand in that. And yes, they want to push their own narratives about China, about Russia. And it's not to say that these countries don't have their own agendas, etc. Or like that China is no threat at all, because I don't think that's true either. But um, by the way, just so everybody is be clear, careful of the propaganda, you know, from the just, warmongers. Just so everybody's clear, the fact that the CIA is secretly behind the colonial pipeline hack is a total baseless conspiracy theory that has no <laughs> evidence to support it whatsoever, yeah. except if you you know follow Whitney Webb and listen to what she's saying. Yeah, well, but don't follow her because she's just you know so alternative. She's one of so the wackadoos, avant-garde, and so crazy. Avant-garde. Yeah. I love that word. It's a good one. Um, so yeah, like we're having gas shortages up and down the East Coast. It's a bit of a problem, but so far not so much of a problem. Yeah, it well, depends on who you talk to. Again, we know how the major media is. They will hype up any situation, even if it's not as bad as it seems. Yeah, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens here, folks. Uh, hopefully this will all be cleared up by the end of the week. Maybe not. Wait, what's today, Thursday? We'll see. Uh, we'll see. People, people are freaking out, though, stocking up on gas and... <laughs> Don't don't try to fill a plastic bag up with gas. 
guys. Yeah, don't. so you can't do that. <laughs> you don't can only, do it. only use containers that are rated for gasoline. It doesn't work. It will dissolve plastic. Yes. So, but sorry, bad idea. Yeah, there's there's a lot of not a lot of videos smart going around people. of people using plastic containers and plastic bags, and they are not. They're gonna melt. You're gonna cause an it accident. Goes, You're it, wasting gasoline. You're making the problem worse. The, it goes back to that point, though. You know, the the way they can sort of instill fear in people and. A, whether it's to divert their attention towards something else or if it's just simply for the ratings i think it's usually a mixture of the two um that's what that's what happens you know that seems to be the case here it is from the fbi themselves the firm dark side ransomware is responsible <laughs> for the compromise of the networks we continue to work with the company and our government partners on the investigation oh thanks fbi well, thanks for that update it's so informative i feel so protected and safe you know that you're finally putting some resources into catching dark side and not you know people who are taking selfies at in dc and at the capitol <laughs> grandma it's yeah I, it's absurd and this happened folks this was a little disturbing yeah. here um you know some it looks like there was a turf war over some um some people of of street vendoring over some over who had access to the area and a man got into trouble with his brother and uh, opened fire he like shot shot at his brother missed him and hit like a woman and a child and another woman nearby thankfully nobody was killed they were like okay ish but a another harbinger you know of get out of the cities of what's happening you know so this is right in the middle of times square and it's during the day so it's not like this is something that happened at night yeah, when no one's less people are there it was on uh, i think yeah. saturday at, like five o'clock well, in the afternoon look the the city's not any stranger to like shootings or, or murders and it does happen and but I think since the lockdowns, there's clearly been an exponential rise in crime in all cities. And I think there are plenty of sources to confirm that that is the case. And there's a whole lot of reasons why that's happening. But, I mean, there, there was a freaking body found, right, in, in, in a Central Park. At like Not too long ago. Not too long, like last year at some point during the lockdowns. You know, and we, we mentioned that story of our friends being accosted by a guy with a knife. So, like, yes, the neighborhoods have all been taking downturns and the city is it's hanging on by a thread you know we've we've been out and about and in certain places have seen quite a bit of things ourselves and i don't i don't see it improving too much i just see it kind of either staying the way it was or, or getting worse yes you can follow the dangerous rhetoric yeah. instagram page for more uh more pictures and updates yeah, well, we're we're definitely gonna talk more about what's happening in New York, and we're going to shoot some things for sure, and share more information about that. And video, footage. shoot video, shoot video. Yeah, we'll shoot some video. <laughs> shoot video. Oh yeah, I forgot we gotta specify that. Stuff, Be very careful. I know YouTube. The video, YouTube video, is video. already like hounding us, right? But so yeah, we're gonna shoot some footage of the city and show just you know what it looks like and how much it has changed and how many businesses are closed and permanently closed and even the ones that are open just how not that packed they are you know maybe some days there's a lot of people out and i think especially when they uh, first lift lockdown restrictions typically you'll see a whole lot of people come out immediately but the city is definitely emptier there there is less people <laughs> here oh my god there's so much pollen here too it sucks yeah. there, it. there's less people and it's it's partly because of this stuff it's it's because there is an increase in crime and it's getting more dangerous shootings have become more frequent and you won't hear the media cover every single one they definitely won't cover it the same way depending on the races 
involved in the shootings and, and how it has to fit a particular narrative at a particular time. So, um, so this happened. This was a veteran officer. He was an officer who was on the force for like 19 years. And he was doing some like outspoken conservative tweeting. Um, and he got fired for it. I forget some of the stuff that he tweeted. It might be in here. Oh, hi, Jordan. Yeah, well, I remember um, you told me about this he's yesterday. He's a bomb squad technician who is now suing his mm. former employer because he put tweets out critical of the BLM movement. Um, so he was talking about self-defense, right? He posted something that was, I guess, implying, you know, he had his guns, I guess, and he was implying that, you know, just in case... He happens to come upon. So this is what he said. I don't want to read it because you know YouTube. I well, don't I mean, like it. maybe I can read it in a certain way. He said, "I'm going to build a couple AR pistols," and he said, "Just for BLM." This is him. Antifa. This is him again. Or active shooters who cross my path and can't maintain social distancing. So I guess you know with that he's clearly implying he's he's talking about people who are violent or belligerent or somehow threatening to him but i can see how that tweet would be taken in a way where someone might look at that and be like well it sounds like you're you're not going to really discriminate this was also in, in a, the in sense of who, you this know this was also a very inappropriate tweet yeah saying you know implying that planting uh contraband on people so that they could get in more trouble like that's that's not that's yeah. not very professional. Well, yes, no, that's the stuff that we should be holding cops accountable for when they do that stuff because it's not good. And there's a, certainly a history of those things. But being I guess done, it's one thing know? to do it, and it's another thing to tweet about it. Sure, it is, and but I can I can what I'm saying is that I can see why the way he worded those things would raise concern with people. And he didn't he wasn't announcing obviously that he was a police officer, but obviously people who. I'm sure who knew him and saw that were like, oh my god, well, jumped all over it, freaked out. Let's see, I'm going to be curious to see if he wins or not, because yeah. if he wins, it's going to give grounds for a lot of officers to retaliate, uh, or at least speak their minds a little bit more clearly. Well, I think more people should be speaking their minds, period. And if they are actual racist people too, I think I would rather hear what they have to say and be able to address it and call it out than to, you know, create a culture where we're chasing everything underground just for fear that it might be labeled racist and it's like that that will include chasing all the actual racists on the ground and they're going to just congregate and, and do their things anyway right and form their own groups and i would rather keep tabs you know and be able to again address in an open discourse manner these people and even if it's a brick wall even if they will never change you know it's better to try and it's better for other people to see that discourse so they know that you know these ideas are still out there yes but there are also people challenging them but this cancel culture stuff it's concerning man i think it's stopping conversation in the country it's, it's preventing a lot of people from having these talks and having them honestly because they're too afraid of how they're going to be labeled and i don't know it it's not a good thing it doesn't bode well for us yeah well so and free speech i think is something we should Hold on to. It's very important. It's it's probably the bedrock of anything good about the West. Well, in Canada, they don't have it anymore. Yeah, Canada's becoming a police state, so... Like, here's... What's this pastor's name again? Uh, Artur... 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 Uh, Polowski. Artur Polowski, yeah. So we mentioned him on the show before. Polish pastor. He's been standing up, you know, in Canada. I think in Calgary, I believe, right? 
and they've been coming after him. They've been trying to shut him down. They finally arrested him a few days ago. So you, I guess you could show a little bit of the footage. I, I don't know. Show, well, it's, this it's, is from Rebel News. They're a really good independent news organization in Canada, and they've been really covering the lockdowns specifically and how it's affecting small businesses, um, religious freedom, freedom of speech. You know, they cover the protests and things as well happening down there. So shout out to Rebel News. And we thank them for sharing this stuff, you know. But yeah, Arthur Pulaski was arrested. Um, he made a statement as well, you know, thanking people. And, you know, he, he knew this something like this was going to happen. There was a warrant out for his arrest, which he talked about you publicly can, before. You can fund his legal defense at Save Artur. That's Save, S-A-V-E, Artur, A-R-T-U-R.com. Yeah. Yeah, we should throw a couple, um, a couple And you can find him on YouTube forward slash Archer Palowski TV. Uh, let's see. I wonder if I can find him real quick. No, he's, he's a brave dude. He's a brave dude, you know. And some people might look at his tactics and say, oh, he's being harsh or whatever. But, you know, there, there comes a time when there, there isn't really a nice way to say something anymore. And whether you believe his religion or not, whether you're a uh, practicing Christian or not, like... We are we are in the West, right? And some of the values we hold is the freedom to practice that, and we we can't just allow that to be suspended anytime the government believes they they can suspend it. They've when got they declare, lots of recent updates here. When they declare something an emergency, right? And especially something like COVID, when you know it's not as clear and the true danger of it. Uh, Treading on waters careful, here, careful. yeah, it's dangerous. But my point is, when is it careful? Careful, and it's scary, right? We even have to talk like this on this once open platform like YouTube that I have to be like careful I have to dance around these things it's like it feels more and more like we live in yes, a totalitarian yes you can't speak your mind you have to be very careful we live in a totalitarian world now it's like it's light totalitarianism here still in America but in places like Canada it is turning into and we will have the uncensored version at the end of this so there's going to be some things that again we can't even yeah. like do here because sure. just to talk about them so just pay attention to that go to the website afterward I think sometimes people don't believe me you know when I say that when I post about it and I think sometimes people aren't taking that serious and it is serious yeah well try like, people you know get yeah. on your you make a self a YouTube channel and then start you see saying how easy things it is, yeah. that you know say what you really think about some of these say things say what you really think yeah, yeah. exactly and see, see how long until you get a strike see how long you know until YouTube comes for you we weren't even Twitter, a month before we got a strike just because yeah. we hosted some some voices from uh you know, we thought that we're very brave individuals that were speaking their speaking mind. Speaking their mind. You know, yeah. sharing their thoughts. Like, yes, great. they cursed. They're not. We're not monetized yet, so we don't really care anyway. Yeah, there's no monetization on this sure. channel. This is just like you know, we wanted to share them and highlight them because we liked what they were saying, and we got struck because somehow they interpreted what they were saying to go against medical advice when you could they make the argument that they where. didn't do that. They were just expressing themselves. They were opining on a topic like. God forbid, random people opine on a topic yeah. on the internet. You, you know, can't like, have opinions that diverge. You know, if you if you have any other suggestion besides the you know this, then it's considered medical misinformation. You're not even allowed to suggest that there could be an alternative. So no, there are no alternatives. Look, look, that's neither here nor there. I want to circle. Okay, Lord Fauci. I want to circle back real quick. Oh my God! And just cir circle back. <laughs> To this point, you know, about totalitarianism in that we are sort of seeing it rear its head and now it's becoming an out in your face thing. So this guy, you know, this pastor is really brave and he's facing up to something that is a, a now an open sort of form of totalitarianism to me. 
like they can shut your church down whenever they want and you're not allowed to gather and if you don't follow these restrictions then you you're done for right you get arrested you can't speak up about it you get arrested like what has this guy done that is dangerous how or, dare you practice your religion look we we need to, more people need to say something because that's how this stuff kind of spreads it's exactly how it spreads it's when well-meaning people see it and they kind of just you know it's so clear what it is and they just they act like it's not that or they're like oh it can't possibly be that you know no it can't possibly it can't it is you know it is it is totalitarian it is definitely the this is not a specter this is a very real thing you know people are getting arrested for it people are getting silenced and it is destroying the economy and it, it's it's transferring and has already transferred a huge amount of wealth from the already rich to you know away from the broke people it's destroying the middle class people need to say something they speak up so be more like this pastor is what i'm saying and whether you believe his religion or not you need to to defend that right here for people to practice it and to and to believe whatever they want and and to speak that right and yeah scary times man meanwhile police have killed another man um, yeah. uh -oh. well he died while in custody he was handcuffed um, you can see he has lighter complexion so it does not fit the narrative Looks Latino, perhaps um, I can't really tell, though. apparently he was screaming in the street possibly under the influence of drugs probably later identified as 34 year old Joseph Venter they found him groaning unintelligibly as he rolled on the ground next to a ball field, called for an ambulance, okay. tried to calm him down, um, and then they had a little struggle with him, he ended up handcuffed, and he passed away. Um, tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. But it's just people are losing it out there folks they They're are losing their minds yeah and it it also shines a light too on the addiction problem and you know the, the overdose addiction mental health these are the true yeah. epidemics and the fact that when you shut everything down in this way terrible it's, diet it's inevitable Lack that exercise yes all those things but when you shut everything down it's inevitable that you're going to exacerbate these issues right and that more people are going to die from all of these other things aside from just from the the virus so look it you need to consider the fact that perhaps there are people who did realize that <laughs> and certainly wanted things to get to this point to make sure as many people could die as possible it sounds horrible but i'm gonna just leave that thought there and you can make of that what you will <laughs> But it's it sucks, man. It's it's scary. Um, it it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in regards to New York City and other cities, and we're seeing an increase of these things, an increase in addiction, increase of homeless on the street, a lack of places for these people really to go, and a lot of the places where they sought help have closed too. So there's that issue. A lot of joblessness. A lot of people who want to go back to work but don't want to go back to work for shitty wages so it's it's creating like this sort of domino effect you know there's all the people afraid to go back to work and then there's all the people who don't think it's worth it i guess yeah and the city's emptying i feel like a lot of people are really leaving they're they're finding a way out and they're finding other places to throw their lot in and to start a different 
life and as the lockdowns happen it's i think it's made a lot of people realize how dependent they are upon this system here and as they see it fail more and more people and they see the streets start to change before their eyes and more and more homeless more and more addicted you know so the, some are waking up and they're realizing there are other ways to live and perhaps we should be trying to go go back to those roots so well, dangerous rhetoric though you know it would be nice to have a farm if bill gates didn't buy up all yeah, the farmland sure yeah bill gates biggest is he one of the biggest landowners in the country right now speaking of bill so, and melinda this yeah, week have announced their brand. split yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of rumor circulating mm-hmm. around this story. A lot of lots of talk and, and talk related to he who shall not be named. Yes. Well, I'm really pleased that you know Mr. Epstein's name is coming up more, and it's it's shining more light onto that story because, as we've mentioned on the show before, we don't we don't want it to die. We think it's a really important story. It's a thorn in the side of the powers that be. That's for sure. They've been working since at least 2019 to unwind their marriage of more than 25 years, hmm. according to people yeah. and documents. You have to wonder why, you know, and some of the rumors are, right, that Melinda it's just so weird. It's like maybe these, had an issue with these some anonymous of the stuff that stories <clears throat> Well, people tw- and documents. 2019's when Epstein went, got arrested again. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows? You know, there's definitely speculation that can be made. Me, personally, I'm very curious as to what went on there and why exactly that this ended from, and the timing is, is fascinating this is so. from my favorite little cia propaganda alternative <clears throat> outlet the daily beast so they're they're even talking about it yeah. drawing the connections between all of them it's interesting to see it in the press more and i'm wondering are they throwing gates under the bus throwing him to the wolves who knows someone's gonna also know not only bill gates was associated but donald trump was associated and a lot of people the infamous clintons were associated as well as prince andrew and if you go through that little black book i mean you guys can like find it and google it like epstein's black book just look it up and go through it and like look at some of the names like look at some of the names of these people yeah do a little googling find out who they are and just like you know like take that knowledge and awareness in and like connect the dots there's a lot of them, sure, and we try our best to do that for people because we know not everyone has the time to do it, but we do encourage you to like just not take our word for it with these things. And don't be afraid of being labeled like a Q conspiracy theorist because you think this story is interesting. Don't be afraid of labels that you know are not true. No. Look, screw that. People are going to lie about you when you start to speak the truth. You just got to get used to it. I almost said F that, but I'm getting better at the not cursing thing. But look, oh, it's getting yeah. better. But like F that, you know, investigate it. Look into it. There is something to this stuff, and we are pretty convinced <laughs> based on what we've researched. It definitely goes deeper. It certainly does, and it ties a lot of people into it, some more than others, I'm sure. Like, again, Trump, and I've mentioned this before, but Trump, I think if there was anything truly deeply incriminating on him, the Dems would have used it for sure unless it's this sort of thing where it could bring a lot more people down as well and that's why no one on either side is playing that card i think uh, who's his wife to ivana or ivanka who i forget which one Trump? is the daughter and which is the wife sometimes uh, ivanka is the wife it's the ivana wife. is the daughter so i think i remember reading that ivanka was actually more involved with maxwell and and epstein than yeah she introduced Trump them himself was she was the she was the connection so it makes you wonder you know maybe that's part of why trump even distanced himself from her obviously besides his affairs and all and all that stuff but you know what does it say about ivanka and it shows 
you know, that there are other women involved in this stuff too. Jelaine is a good example. So like, and this goes on. And there's a lot of names here. <laughs> Boris Nikolic, a biotech investor and former advisor to Gates, who was mysteriously named as a backup executive in Epstein's last will and testament. Huh. And Melanie Walker, who worked at the Gates Foundation, served yeah. as a science advisor to Epstein. A person close to Walker told the Daily Beast that she did not attend nor help set up any meetings between Gates and Epstein. Nikolic did not return multiple requests for comment. Maybe she did know, and she's also just trying to Maybe. Cover who her knows? Ass. Like, I don't know. Like, look, it is. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is Eva Anderson Dubin, Miss Eva Dubin. Yeah, but I was saying this to Kay the other day that Melinda has, you know, she's got to know some things. And I don't think she is above being held accountable as well for some of the crimes committed, you know, by her husband that I'm sure she was complicit in some of that stuff. You know, the, the research, too, being done in other countries on the jabs and et cetera, et cetera. And... For all the great philanthropy that the Gates have done, you know, if you study these rich, powerful people, you'll find more often than not that philanthropy is like a cover, a guise mm, for something, something, you know, other mm, stuff, other stuff. Can't talk about it here. Anyway, yeah. next story. Uh, we saw the Canadian pastor get arrested. Safe yeah. art tour. Rebel News is covering it. I'm sure it. Gates is oh, right now, though. the Chinese space <laughs> junk, thankfully, did not kill anyone, everybody. Oh, yeah, the space junk. Hooray! Yeah, people were freaking out about this. Um, it, I don't know, you want to give some, like, background on this, what exactly this was? So, a rocket was used to put something in orbit, and then it was supposed to, like, yeah. crash in the ocean, but then it didn't. It went into, like, low-Earth orbit. And then they didn't know where it was going to come down. And yeah. it may have just, you know, they were, like, somewhere from north of New York City <laughs> to, like, you know, south. Who knows? Uh, we'll see, you know. North of, like, Chile, or basically. It was a mystery. So, for a while, we were just like, uh-oh, I hope this thing doesn't crash down on us, but... But it no, didn't, so hooray. Well, they don't know exactly where it landed, right? Think no, it somewhere over the desert, or... That's not, that's huh. not known. Curious. They should have went to Elon, very right? Very curious. Oh, and good news, everyone. <laughs> any any negative reactions to the jabs oh, is yeah. anxiety, according yeah. to the AP. We're going to leave that there for yeah. now. We're going to just leave that there, but uh, just we'll so you know. We'll come back to that. You know, but that's, that's, that's the official story. We are 100% pro the official yeah. story. You So you should make sure Comrade. you sign up for your injection. Okay, stop, Daniel. Yeah. Well, I'm telling them. I'm giving them the, no, the, the permitted advice. No, stop. Just don't, so. even, don't even tell me. Well, that's that's the medical advice that I'm allowed to say. You know, do you get your injection, man. Like, and if anything happens, it's just anxiety. <laughs> so anyway, Leslie Wexner still being able to dodge the Epstein-related uh, Matrix attack. He has just the Victoria's Secret he's guy. Successfully, yes, yeah, successfully yeah. distanced himself. He's secluded. He's you know, very comfortable in Ohio, where I'm he sure. has lots of connections to the local police and organized crime. I'm sure. And Robert Maxwell, if you guys don't remember him, this is an interesting little excerpt um, from uh, a biographer who like studied with him and like got to really know him. And one of the things that he says uh, that he was talking about him was that Robert Hare, who's infamous for writing Without Conscience and his work on psychopathy, had said, I'm not saying Maxwell was a psychopath, but he sure had psychopathic tendencies. Yeah, well, I wanted, I wanted to save this more for when Caitlin came on. So I wanted to well, talk we can come back this. to that. I just wanted yeah, to keep well, these names. She, she brought this up to keep us. Keep these names in your, in your mind. She brought this up to me the other day, but I did find it fascinating, you know, and just real quick for the audience, like, Read Without Conscience by Robert Hare is a good book. We will, <clears throat> I don't have it immediately accessible, it's over there on the shelf, but we'll talk about it for sure on the show, and we will feature it 
but a good book. Robert Hare is one of the guys who he's like one of the founders of studying psychopaths and really trying to understand these people and so that comment is really fascinating to come from someone like him and again connect the dots like we said research the Epstein case look into the Maxwell family and read about some of these people and who they're in touch with as well you know, you'll realize that you kind of got to be a psychopath to do some of the things that they're doing. What is a, a Kate brought up the joke too from Tim Dillon? Like, she was like, You ever think like these rich pedo billionaires just get together and just, you know, just say, You know, you know, we're, we're just, we're not going to rape kids today. We're going to, we're going to just go to the drive through. <laughs> we're going to get breakfast, brunch. <laughs> we're going to get brunch. We're just, we're not going to do that today. No, uh, clearly not, right? Um, I know there's good rich people. I'm not saying that. Mollock must have his blood sacrifice annually. Well, you have to wonder how, how many of the absolute elite types who maybe are involved in this type of activity definitely knew about it and didn't didn't say anything and, and probably didn't know the extent of it as well and simply turned a blind right, eye. i got to go let Raid yeah. out here because he's going to keep working. Sure, well, pause. we can uh, pause. And we're back, folks, and we want to continue and discuss the UFO phenomenon because it's really been popping off. There's been a lot of stories in the media lately. Here you can see, I just Googled, like, Pentagon UFOs, or I ducked a code, rather, and you can just see, this is, like, from three hours ago, 18 hours ago, three days ago, a lot of stories all across all the mainstream spaces. Um, Pentagon is confirmed, footage is real. Uh, there's a whistleblower who's, like... It's just different footage than the last footage we talked about? Uh, yes and no. There's lots of footage. Um, but specifically, this is this is a new story that we didn't talk about. Former Pentagon investigator who claims to have run a hush-hush UFO program has warned that an upcoming blockbuster report about unidentified aerial phenomena could reveal a failure by UNS intelligence agencies on par with 9-11. Um, so this is kind of interesting because we have seen this sort of touting of intelligence failure happen before. It was like in the pre-run-up to 9-11, this was a big thing to talk about. And it was one of the things that they really touted after 9-11. They said it was an intelligence failure. They made up this whole thing about it, you know, being like, oh, whoopsies, mea culpa, are bad. Wait, are they saying UFOs entering our airspace is the intelligence failure? Luis Liu Elizondo, a former head of Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, has told The Post about the documents slated for release in June under a mandate contained in former President Donald Trump's $2.3 trillion appropriations bill for this year. The whistleblower said the highly anticipated report will address what UFO believers have been clamoring to discover about tic-tac-shaped objects the Navy saw in 2004, the strange cubes within spheres seen by naval aviators in 2014, and the mysterious black triangles reported around the world. I'm not a UFO guy. I'm an investigator. My job is simply to collect the data and speak the truth, the Alonzo told The Sun. Uh, something in our skies. We don't know what it is. We don't know how it works. We don't know fully well what it can do. We don't know who's behind the wheel. We don't know its intentions. And there isn't a damn thing we can do about it, he added. All of that, actually, I think is accurate. And it's interesting to see, for once, someone you know, from the upper echelon like admitting this stuff openly, but that's always been my suspicion too and kind of why there's a lot of obscurity around the topic and there is a lot of um, cover-up sort of activity revolving around the UFO subject and part, part of that is that I don't think the powers that be themselves know as much about it as, 
you know, they would perhaps want us to think they know, that perhaps they know much less than we think they know. And I think that's important because it undermines their power, you know, and I think it's why they want to keep it more under wraps, leave this air of mystery around it, don't, you know, don't exactly reveal what they know, because it could be exactly what this guy says, that they don't know very much at all. And then they have to admit, well, yeah, there are these crafts, it's, they're directed by an intelligence, they invade our airspace, they invade our best aircraft, and we can't do a damn thing about it. There's nothing we can do. And I, I can see the argument, you know, that, hey, that's going to create mass panic amongst people, and people won't be able to handle that. And But the other side of that is that we, we have a culture now that has been slowly kind of preparing for this this idea that something else is either out there or already here engaging with humanity. And... I know you and I have our particular views on that, Brent. And this is a subject we've read pretty heavily into. And we will talk about more as well on the on the show. But it's it's great, you know, to see some mainstream coverage of it. But also, I always wonder, what are they distracting from? Or what particular type of point of view do they want to highlight? Excuse me, what are you lying it? today, mainstream news? Yeah, or they're just, you know, trying to fill up the headlines because there's nothing else to talk about. But UFO stories are always interesting. They're going to get clicks. And no matter how they spent, no matter how they spin it, you know, people are always eternally fascinated by this stuff because it's so mysterious. And But it's like this unspoken thing where there are a lot of people out there who believe or know even, you know, based on what they've studied, that there's a reality to it. And it, it, it's such a, I want to say a mind F. I was going to say that. I'm trying to avoid cursing. Oh, yes. But avoid it's, curse. a, it's one of the, the topics that can really lead you down a deep rabbit hole. And it's also why I understand why a lot of unstable people interested in conspiracies have all types of wild ideas about the beings and why they're here. And I have my own suspicions as well, but I ultimately don't know, and it's the mystery of the topic that definitely keeps me interested in it. And, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to uh, this this little uh, campaign to audit the 2020 election vote in PA. I thought it was an interesting thing people are trying to get involved with. So I wanted to give it a shout-out, and just you can check it out at audittheVotePA.com. Audit the vote, Brent. Come uh, on. You know, just to, you know, clear and transparent recounting of things, just to make sure everything was kosher, you know, because we believe everything was kosher. We just want to make sure everything was kosher. Yeah, well, it's the most secure election ever. Most so. secure election ever. So, you most know. secure election. That's all we're going to say about That's that. That's all we're going to say about you know, that. That it was the most secure election Audit ever. The and Audit the vote, PA. Audit the vote. Audit the vote. Um, yeah. So, and also, I just wanted to bring us back to Twatter. Oh, Jack Dorsey. Look at this big word. Twatter just, like, why are they just, like, they have this, like, incessant child porn problem. Yeah. And they don't do anything about it. They don't it. do shit about it. They, they, oh, they, make, they make it really hard for survivors of human trafficking and, uh, other people who have been yeah. abused, who, whose videos are online and being viewed thousands of times a day and retweeted and stuff, they make it very difficult for these people to have their content taken off. They don't have an easy report and censor, you know, uh, sort of process, and they keep trying to dismiss these these little. Uh, these little things against them when people sue them. They're like, oh, even if these allegations are true, we're not liable. Like, we're not liable. Twitter. Yeah, but they look, they got James O'Keefe off there real quick, right? 
as soon as he started talking, Real talking quick. about CNN. Yes, and why are they uh, why are they covering up for CNN? You know, just some more questions. Gonna just put those questions up there. Uh, you know, there they are. You can make of that what you will. But yeah, they they got James O'Keefe out off there real quick. They got the you know the former POTUS off there real fast. They got Project Veritas off there. They got a lot of other pages off there that did not fit the narrative. And but they can't remove child sexual abuse material. They can't they can't get that taken down. They have to be constantly fought and appealed to by these people who are harmed by this material. It's like look. You shouldn't. If you still trust Twitter, then your your head must be up your ass because <laughs> it's very clear that whatever they're doing, it's not to protect people. And they might say, "Oh, well, you know, they're protecting us from dangerous ideas or spreading, you know, violent rhetoric and this and this and that." And but you can't, you can't again, you can't get sexual child sexual abuse material removed immediately when it's. And I want to give a shout know, out identified. to Leslie Liu. She's uh, a very a vocal advocate. Yeah, she's been on Tim a few times, right? She's been on Tim. She's been on. She's done the podcast. We'd love to have her on someday. Um, she's at locals.com. You can follow her at Eliza Blue B L E U. Was she from Texas? Uh, right now she's Star in Texas. Base. Yeah, that's a great name, um, Starbase. She's a survivor Texas. and uh, human trafficking survivor advocate. So definitely check her out she gets kind of throttled on twitter her posts don't show up in my feed very often uh i have her on like notification yeah um i'm sure she's caught up in the algorithm yeah like your twitter page. doesn't like her then again she's like always you know talking about how hard it is well to she's calling people. twitter out they yeah. don't like anyone who's calling them out right Correct. but they can't just outright remove her i think because then it's going to look like they're almost oh my god god forbid complicit in the spreading of this stuff yeah, it's very strange. They'll take they'll take conservatives off, and they'll take people off for for dead naming or yeah. for misgendering. You don't even have to be conservative. But just even if you're just a little <laughs> moderate, or if you're just if you're not lefty enough, or if you're not following the narrative of the dreaded cough, you will be you know removed removed from Twitter. So, but they they can't get this material down. I. It boggles my mind, you know. It Boggling. Makes me, it makes me think that they're almost complicit in it. So, or profiting, or there's or some profiting. Other agenda I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Why it takes them so long? Why they have to be constantly fought about it? But all right, I think we're gonna transition to the not YouTube friendly version. Uh oh, time for the stuff that'll get us removed. So thanks for watching on YouTube, and you can follow in the rest of the show at www.dangerousrhetoric.com. Yeah. Uh, in our episode section, we'll have it up as soon as we can. Yeah, Thank make you sure. So well, much. make sure you to like, follow subscribe. us. Yeah, like, follow, subscribe, comment. Um, you What's know, the Instagram, Daniel? The Instagram is at Dangerous Rhetoric. You can find my Instagram at Dan Delafay and Brentley at It's Brentley. It's Brentley on Instagram. I'm at CYR. We post memes and stuff, so that's fun. We also we have a Discord, right? We post memes on there. Yeah, so, so you have to message me for the Discord is private, yeah. private access only. You have to be invited. Yeah, well, and we we want to share some of our memes with people too because <laughs> we find some great ones and Brent yes, makes some a good funny memes ones channel sometimes. on the Discord. But you know, again, thanks for watching, and make sure you continue onto our website, dangerousrhetoric.com, and watch the forbidden aspect of this episode where we can say some of the things we really think and share some of the information that we can't share on YouTube. So, all right, we love you. Thanks for watching. Bye bye. See ya.
And we're back. And we're back. All right. Okay, so this is the not YouTube friendly part. Yeah. So just to remind everybody, Dr. Fauci has uh, a history of making bad predictions and giving bad advice yeah. that was later shown to be scientifically wrong. This guy's not a good guy. Uh, he claimed that AIDS might be transmissible by routine close contact in a May 5th, 1983 issue of the Journal of, Medical Amer uh, Journal of American Medical Association. Wow, I, I didn't realize he was working in the industry that long. Um, he also tried to scare straight people into being like, this is going to affect you too, even though it like eventually did, and now it, it's like the fastest growing population of people who yeah. have. Uh, but he was saying that like way back in the 80s when it actually wasn't that big of a, of a threat. Um, he also said, you know, that he, again, he was trying to say that it was about 10% of the cases were related to heterosexual contact, which was actually more like four. Um, in January, he told Newsmax TV, the United States did not have to worry about the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, then he he's and contradicted then, himself a and lot. Then he, and then he like got totally went the other way. And uh, warned of an apocalyptic pandemic, yeah. and then later compared it to a bad flu. Well, remember the mask advice? You know, at the beginning, he was like, oh, well, people don't have to worry about, you know, wearing a mask. Not everyone has to wear a mask. It's not really going to do very much anyway. And then he changed his tune on that, like, shortly afterward. And clearly some orders were given down the line for him to then change his tune on the masks and, and tow that line instead of the previous one. But then there was the jousting over hydroxychloroquine. Well, uh, I wanted you to bring up the Carrie Mullis thing, if you can find that, because I found that very interesting. And I wonder how many of our few viewers knew about this. But um, so Carrie Mullis was a it's with a K. Yeah. So Carrie Mullis, yeah. So Carrie Mullis was a scientist, and he actually was one of the developers and inventors of the PCR test, which is a test that they've been using to test people for COVID, which we've talked about on previous episodes in regards to the cycles, right, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, do you want me to give a quick little... Sure, you can give a rundown to people of what exactly the PCR so test PTR is. So PCR amplifies DNA that's present in a sample based on like what primers you put into the tube. And so you can put specific primers to look for specific DNA, which is how they do a PCR test. They swab like inside your mucosa and they break it open. And they look for basically the, the RNA of um, the virus. And then they say, if it's there, it comes back positive. But they were doing, they were jacking up the, the cycle threshold. So you have to do cycles of heating and cooling at very particular temperatures in order to get these enzymes to do their job to amplify the DNA in the tube. And so what happened was they had jacked the cycles way up. You're not supposed to use more than 30. And they were using 40, 50, yeah. 60 cycles. Throughout the whole Which will thing give you a through, false positive. They didn't change that until recently during, well, Biden's administration. Until after all, Fear Biden was installed. Sure. So it's like all of a sudden they were lowering the cycles and the standard by which they were measuring and then what a positive The case. number of cases started a Of course they did because like we were saying and a lot of other people were saying pretty early on, it was creating a lot of false positives so they can drive the numbers up, right? So CNN can get their ratings and these other organizations can get their ratings and they can push the narrative they wanted to push. They changed the, you know, the rules of the election last minute, all that shit, all that stuff. Anyway, Kerry Mullis helped invent that test, and even he himself said it wasn't something that should be used to diagnose. But I wanted you to pull up his comments about Fauci because I, I found that to be so fascinating. That's like, here's the guy who well, here invented he says, this. He doesn't right? really know anything about anything. Yeah. 
Well, this is a clip, right? Can we play that clip? I, I think that I don't think there's a copyright on it. It's probably in public domain by now, but this is this is not on YouTube anyway. So maybe we can play it. Let's see what he says. People can hear it with his own words. I wanted to find the long comment though. There was like a long what, quote. What, what is it about Pirate. humanity that, that, that it wants to go through all the details and stuff and listen? You know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine. He, doesn't, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. Crazy, right? You can't expect the sheep to really respect the best and the brightest. They don't know the difference, really. I mean, I, I like humans, don't, don't get me wrong, but basically there is a, there is a, there's a vast, the vast majority of them do not possess the, the ability to judge who is and who isn't a really good scientist. I mean, that's a problem, that's a main problem actually with science, I'd say, in this century because Science is being judged by people. Funding is being done by people who don't understand it. Okay, who do we trust? Fauci. Fauci doesn't know enough to you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it because he's been asked. I mean, I've had a lot of people, president of the University of South Carolina, ask Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on the stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance my, because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me, but I need to have somebody else down here that's gonna tell me the other side. But Fauci didn't want to do it. Fascinating, right? That's not an epidemic. The number of cases reported went up epidemically, you know, exponentially, because the number of tests that was done went up exponentially. How many doctors knew about HIV in 1983. Yeah, so I think this, this interview is from the 90s, in if I recall correctly. Yeah, and it's about HIV and the, that epidemic and not really particular. Sure, but the comments he makes, I think, about science and people's, I guess you could turn it off from now, but like people's ability to kind of discern good scientists that, you know, from bad ones and him sort of talking about this kind of bureaucracy of science that exists and people like Fauci you know, the comments that he made about him back then, I think, are worth considering. Um, I want to check this guy's book out. I think it was called, what was it, like, uh, Dancing Through the Mind Field, something like that. Dancing Naked in the Mind Field. So he wrote a book. Apparently he's experimented with, like, psychedelics and things like that, so he comments on some of those experiences in the book. Uh, one of the most controversial things I read from one of the reviews was that apparently... You know, he thought O.J. was innocent. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not going to comment too much about that. But I am curious. I think this is one of the books Brent and I will end up checking out soon just to see more of his thoughts about the science industry as someone who was an insider and someone who, again, invented the PCR test and had these pretty damning things to say about Fauci all the way back in the 90s, which I think are kind of proving to be true. 
in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. So that's Carrie Mullis on Dr. Foucher. Look him um, up. Read about him. He died, interestingly enough, right before all this stuff happened the lockdowns and the pandemic etc etc i think he died in like 2019 right so literally right before this happened so he wasn't exactly alive to comment about how his test that he helped invent was being used in the current situation um and then i wanted to talk about this german attorney who has gotten together with his homies and they've issued a little paper about the crime of the corona scandal uh, calling it the biggest tort case ever, the greatest crime against humanity ever committed, uh, demanding that those responsible be criminally prosecuted for crimes against humanity and sued for civil damages. Yeah. Wow. Um, he notes that there's no excess mortality in any country, that the coronavirus mortality is basically equivalent to the seasonal flu, that 94% of the deaths in Italy and Bergamo were caused by transferring six patients into nursing homes where they infected old people with weak immune systems. So it just drove up the numbers. Yeah, which is true. That is true. Um, that almost all the fatalities were caused by serious pre-existing conditions. That almost all the deaths were very old people. Um, comparing Sweden that had no lockdown to Britain, which had a very strict lockdown. They had comparable weights of disease and well, mortality. Look at New York and New Jersey, the states that had probably the most strict lockdown policies. They mm -hmm. had the highest deaths, especially amongst, you know, the elderly and because of the policies of Murphy and the policies of Cuomo. And will they be held accountable? You know? Yeah, that a lot of uh, hospitals remain empty, um, that a lot of people have immunity from pre- uh, pre-exposure from previous sure. waves of coronavirus yeah well some hospitals yeah got got pretty crowded and but that does happen and during flu season it happens every well. year yeah it's not a totally abnormal thing and even if this was a particularly say bad flu season because of you know the coronavirus it still doesn't justify the things that were done you know in the name of the virus and yeah. the the uh, creeping totalitarianism the lockdowns etc etc but you know, we. I think I tried to get more information on this doctor. We couldn't really find out too much about him, but apparently, German, what he he German had attorney, not a doctor. So an attorney. So what he had like a a meeting, right, with like another group. I guess a, a this group. is like from him and his homies. This is like him and his lawyer buddies. There's like four of yeah. them in Germany that had been monitoring the whole thing the entire way through and coming to their own conclusions. And they put out this document. And they put which, out this document, which, which basically... frankly, I didn't find to be that professionally organized, in my opinion. I think it could have been definitely well, formatted. Well, they're, they're lawyers. More, they're not writers. Yeah, but you would think lawyers would be able to format a document in a more presentable manner. It kind of looks... It looks more like, you know, a, a kind of half-assed sort of email. That's just my opinion, but it's not going to lend as much, uh, I guess, authority to their the positions that they're taking here. Well, who cares? I mean, it's like, you know, we have people that have credentials that are talking about a topic. Like, it doesn't really matter, you know, what they're, you know, you, yeah. can, you can take their qualifications no, into account. But, like, frankly, I'll listen to anybody talk about anything. You know, it's, it's more, I'm concerned about the content of what they're saying and how it lines up or doesn't with what I've seen personally yeah. than I am who they are and, you know, what they're doing. If anything, I think it's more important to see people from different backgrounds come together and just sort of say, like, hey, look, we're also seeing the same thing. His name is um, Rainier Ful Fulmick. And he's been admitted to the bar in Germany and California for 26 years. So he's clearly like an established professional in the field of law. And um, so know. Global Research put this out. So it looked like 
they were listed as the publisher. I don't. I don't know. So this comes from. That comes from. They're calling themselves the German Corona Investigative Committee. Um, they've been listening to a large number of scientists and expert testimony about the crisis. And so they like come together and they put this whole thing together and they argue that this is all crimes yeah. against humanity, that they use PCR tests to drive a scam demic. Sure. And there are a the lot of scientists who agree with this. That the anti-corona measures, such as lockdowns, mandatory face masking, social distance quarantines, that are supposed to be protecting are actually putting us in danger and causing more problems than they're, than they're solving. Um, they're also very concerned about companies per perhaps secretly harvesting DNA from these PCR tests. Like, uh, who knows what they're doing with the DNA that they get from people, um, if they're destroying that or if they're keeping it, if they're doing some sort of secret project. Yeah, maybe with they're it. using it in their gain-of-function research. Making it become proprietary information. Who knows? Um, these are, like, the small things. Like, I haven't taken a coronavirus test because I haven't had symptoms. And I don't think anybody should unless they have symptoms. Yeah, well, if you're not showing any signs of being sick, I think it's it's not necessary. Um, which uh, is, again, this, probably a controversial thing to in, say. And he, he lays out a very good... I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Like, you can see it's, like, a very long, very detailed... Uh, he's got a lot of citations in here. The paper was, what, like, 12 pages, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, it's uh, worth looking into. I mean, experts, you guys should like check Dr. it out. Eden. Um... Well, the, like I said, there's a lot of scientists that agree with these positions. And, you know, we mentioned on the last show, but this book, which I haven't really read very much of yet, but Dr. Mercola's new book with Ronnie Cummins, The Truth About COVID-19, they list a whole long list of different experts and scientists and doctors and stuff who are all questioning the origins of the virus and the questioning whether or not these lockdown policies weren't just an excuse for governments to take more control over people's lives using the virus as you know a means to an end in the sense and perhaps that was the point maybe it got out by accident they they kind of make that case more than that it was deliberately released but sure there are people out there who believe that perhaps it was deliberately released and i wouldn't put it past them but we do know these you know these gain of function studies are real and that brings to another point I think we can talk about. But Fauci lied under oath when yeah, he was talking to Rand Paul. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's a big what? deal. Like, Ron Paul, what? sorry, not Ron Paul, Rand Paul, Rand Paul held his fire, you know, held his feet to the fire and actually grilled him on this stuff, which is great. And he lied. He lied, you know. He was, like, what, changing the definition of gain-of-function? Yeah, he was totally, in real time, morphing the definition of what gain-of-function research is so that he could say that he didn't do it when he did. Yeah, acting like there was no connection at all between him and these labs in Wuhan. And it's like, he gave to, millions of dollars, discretionary budget, yes, to them to do to this fund gain-of-function gain of research, research in viruses, specifically in coronaviruses. So, so shouldn't, you know, uh, can he get in trouble for that, too? Yeah, that, well, that's what I'm if, wondering. That depends if the Biden Justice Department wants to actually file Which perjury they charges, right? right? They probably won't because... So you control the lawyers, you control yeah. the prosecutors, you control what law, rules but are enforced that, and whatever. That is nuts, man. It's like he literally lied under oath about this shit, and it's just fucking shame man i'm on the uncensored version so i can curse now but shame on these people man shame on the shame on the doctors and scientists who are turning a blind eye and pretending like this stuff isn't real that the lockdown policies aren't problematic 
and trying to pretend that they were really based on hard science when they weren't, you know? And so there's a lot of debunkery happening around Reiner Fulmerick. This is just one article where they, they call him out as a fraud. Of course. They call him yeah. a COVID conspirator. Well, this was why I was questioning him because I'm like, you know, I, I, I read the link they put to the document and when I looked at the document I'm like this doesn't look that professional and you know like so. whatever their criticism their criticisms of him are that you know like he's just like some random lawyer dude that his group is just some like random group of lawyers you can say that about anyone and frankly like I don't find their arguments against him very compelling they say that about any doctor or scientist who diverges it doesn't matter if they're a lawyer or not they're gonna be like oh well they're just some random doctor this is like, him what's, what's the guy uh, Van Geerst who's the other dude Gert uh, Gert Van Vandersheim Bort something. Oh, I'll find him. Yeah, well, him, same thing. They're like, oh, well, you know, he works with animals, right? Isn't he a veterinarian? Yeah. So they just figure, oh, well, he doesn't well, know he, anything about He was about a veterinarian. He was about, also a vaccine so. scientist. Like, the fact that he was a veterinarian for, like, years before he was a vaccine scientist yeah. really doesn't make a difference. Or, like, for example, Joe Rogan, you know, on his show, he was talking to Dave Smith, and they're, and they're talking about, you know, how young people don't... Gert Van den Bosch. How young people probably don't really need to get the shot, and your immune system is probably pretty good, and you're probably fine. The media goes crazy, you know, attacking Joe Rogan. Oh, my God, who does he think he is? He he has no medical background. Why is he giving medical advice, et cetera, et cetera? And these are the same Skirt. people... Yeah, who, these are the same people who for months were like totally fine with Bill Gates being interviewed on TV and giving his opinion about vaccinations and that that's totally fine. Even though he himself also has no medical experience, isn't a freaking doctor. No medical experience. Yeah, that's fucking fine. <laughs> Not a doctor. Bill Gates can say whatever, whatever the hell he wants. But a lawyer. Gets, yes. <sighs> Or Joe Rogan, someone who's like a fitness expert for sure and knows a lot How about dare health he, and diet. How dare he give any sort How of... How dare he say anything that goes anywhere somewhat... Even imply... Even establish medical dogma. Even imply that young people could possibly have an immune system that statistically immune makes it more likely they'll fight the virus off. Yeah, well, clearly that's where we're, where we're at now, right? It's it's a conspiracy theory to believe in natural immunity. It's also funny how they, they've taken the term herd immunity. And appropriated it. And appropriated it because for a while, before the vaccines were even rolled out, a lot of people were talking about herd immunity and saying how, you know, maybe we should let society kind of run, isolate the people who are more in that actual risk category, and let the rest of people develop herd immunity. It was like, oh my God, you can't talk about that. Or no, herd immunity, what? Herd immunity, no, you just want the sickness to spread? You're going to kill people. Now they're saying herd immunity is something you achieve through vaccines, which was, from what I understand, that wasn't the initial definition of herd immunity was it no so it's really crazy to see them now saying herd immunity herd immunity talking about achieving it but acting like the only way you achieve it is through shots and traditionally herd immunity wasn't something you achieved through shots if anything that's like a sort of forced herd immunity but it's we not actually true. already have herd immunity to covid we've had it this entire time and a lot of people it's have had evident it. by the lack of excess mortality yeah and the consistency between the number of deaths, you know, as you go, like, if you look back years and years, you know, like, the number of dead that happened this year was, like, maybe a little higher, but it wasn't that much higher than the, the previous year and the year before that and the year before that. I think it passed through us. I'm sure that I didn't get any symptoms or anything, but I'm, like, I was working in schools when, I had when nasty, the biggest outbreak was already out. I had nasty you know? coronavirus infection. Peak in like infections happened before the lockdown. 2016. All the numbers showed that. If you look at all the charts and stuff, they found that the peak infections happened, I think it was around like March um, right before they locked things oh, yeah. down and we know that because Gilles of the Gert. spike in cases Gilles that started Gert. that started to happen in April 
<laughs> like interrupting my thought. You know, they, they, they showed the peak amount of people getting sick around April, so they found that peak infections happened two weeks prior to that, right, according to their data, which was technically before they locked everything down. And some were making the argument, actually, it indicates the lockdowns, that initial hard lockdown, may have contributed to that peak of deaths that we that we found in April of 2020, but... Who knows, right? Dangerous, dangerous rhetoric. Oh, and this I Can't thought was speculate funny. Like that on YouTube. I thought we're not on YouTube now, so we can speculate. Well, we are. We are not <laughs> on YouTube now, but I'm just pointing and it out again. So I don't know if this is real, folks. It's probably not real. It's probably a gag. It's funny though that people are <clears throat> people are freaking out about. But this. people are like sticking like magnets. I want to try it now. Where they? Well, you have to find somebody. You have to find someone who got the job. And they stick like fridge magnets on their arm where they got the vaccine, this and it funny. sticks. It's like, and I've seen a couple of these videos now. <laughs> like, I guess, it, you know, it could just be a sticky thing. What was like, the one with Yoda? She's saw... like, oh, it just falls right off. Uh... I think you saw one with like a Yoda magnet. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. That was on magnet. Instagram somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a meme now. I'm personally, I am curious. I don't really think there's much to this. I would need to see some real hard evidence for that. I need to see but it myself. is funny to see these sorts of memes pop off and just spread around really quickly and I don't know I don't how many I, I guess though. fringe type people will immediately just be like oh my god you know uh, and I thought this was very interesting too so due to the risk of blood clot complications Ontario is no longer offering the AstraZeneca <gasps> shot in Canada what blood clots Brent but I thought there were no side effects related to the shots uh, well, weren't we talking about this there's oh. something called vaccine induced immune thrombocytotic oh. thrombocytopenia oh I remember that big or word that you mentioned on the show already and that we have talked yes. about already and that other people have been talking about yes. for months they said it's rare but it could be fatal oh, and just in case that. you know they're suspending they've given out more than 853,000 doses yeah. of the extra vaccine hmm. with a That's rate a lot. of this thing occurring roughly one per every 100,000 doses yeah well every life counts right i thought every life mattered so look with us our main thing is we just we think people should be informed if these companies informed are going to roll consent. out they're going to roll out these shots. It's they need informed. to give full informed consent to people and say, hey, here are the risks that we know about. Here are the, you know, the different and they cases. Can't, you can't give informed consent about these because they don't have any long-term safety testing. We are yeah. the long-term safety test. They have to tell people straight up front. Which is why the inserts are blank. People are opening the boxes of these freaking vaccines and pulling out the insert to find that they're blank because there is no data on this yet. Like you are the experiment and it sounds harsh to say it like that but it's true it's true you know and in italy they seized a batch of astrazeneca vaccine after somebody died yeah interesting they seized it i want to see this stuff analyzed more by some independent researchers um i want to see them bust one of these prosecutors in the northern the italian region of piedmont said on monday that they had seized that's probably not how you pronounce it a batch of almost four hundred thousand shots piedmont Piedmont. 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 <laughs> you say it Italian. Um, following the death man hours after he received the jab. Move represents another blow to the image of AstraZeneca. Ooh, excuse me, in Italy. And will further hinder the government's anti-coronavirus inoculation campaign. <laughs> anti-coronavirus inoculation campaign. 
57-year-old music teacher fell ill and died in circumstances not clarified hours after receiving of his course. shot. Although if they, you know, if they tested positive for COVID, we know immediately they would have been labeled as a COVID test. Ireland, Come Denmark, on. Norway, and Iceland have all suspended use of the vaccine following blood clotting issues, some of them fatal in people who had used Fascinating, it. Fascinating, yeah. And it's affecting women oh, the most. Oh, look at that. People dying. Gee whiz. It's, it's affecting... not like I warned about that or anything. Yeah, it's not like anyone talked about that happening when it was starting. But... Oh, Bill Gates. I forgot to share this story in the we have a lot friendly portion. We should probably wrap it up soon, though. I do gotta gotta get to some things today. Oh, yes. So they're really big on vaccinating the 12 to 17-year-olds, folks, just in case you haven't heard about this. It makes you question why, too. Why are they pushing this so much on young people? It doesn't need – you don't need it. They're in such a low-risk category. Yes, there are cases that are There's probably a higher risk of them having a bad side effect than there is of them getting sick from corona. But, you know, you can't – But who cares about that? Right. But, you know, I think you should should be weary of taking your young – child or teenager to get this shot you know i think it's too experimental we don't know enough about it yet we know their immune systems are the best too to deal with the sickness so it's probably not necessary but brett and i are concerned that these things are probably making people infertile you know that's one of the suspicions i have about the shots and why people like gates are pushing it because it's you know they they've talked about wanting to slow down the population growth Right, so one of the ways you can do that, if you can't just outright kill people, one of the things you could do is, well, affect their fertility, make it more difficult for people to have kids. So I'm wondering what are gonna what are gonna be some of the long term effects for boys, for example. Like we're knowing there are side effects popping up in a lot of women and girls, you know, getting their period, or like women who were were on menopause, menstruating again all of a sudden. But I'm wondering what are gonna be the long term effects for men. I'm curious. Is it gonna make them impotent? Is it so gonna men make have them... reported testicular pain following vaccination? So I it makes me curious. Just saying. Just saying. It it makes me curious, you know, are they is it not obvious as much for men and it's not something that they're going to notice until later on when they actually try to have a kid and are some of these kids going to be popping out with all types of weird things going on or are they just going to be miscarriages? Wakes up paralyzed after receiving her Pfizer COVID vaccine. Rita Aid, healthcare yeah. workers, heavy on the quotes. Check the Pfizer vaccine, actually, which isn't actually a vaccine, into a 33-year-old Rachel Sarare. 12 short hours later, she couldn't move her body. Scariest thing in the world to go to bed completely fine and and walking and to wake up at 1 in the morning and not be able to move at all. That is frightening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Amazingly, right. the doctors who treated her at the Cleveland Clinic, which coincidentally receives hundreds of millions of grant dollars each year from Fauci's National Institutes of Health, are Curious. unable to make the obvious connection. Instead, they ran a battery of diagnostic tests, hoping to find some other cause to blame the sudden of onset course. of paralysis. Of course. And look, I'm telling you, if it was COVID, and if she tested positive for COVID, it wouldn't have mattered. They would have immediately just been like, all right, COVID death. And, put and also, if you're pregnant, people I believe don't get the fucking shots. Yeah, if you're pregnant, it's like, why would you want to subject yourself? And there are some people who are saying, you know, oh, well, it's showing that, you know, pregnant people need to get it to protect the baby from COVID. And it's just, no, I'm not buying it. Show me more, more data that proves that pregnant women are at a greater risk from COVID and the baby itself at a greater risk than from getting a shot that we don't really know anything about. Um this I haven't seen the our, numbers. In, our latest VAERS count but right I'm here. sure we can pull some of them up. 3,800 deaths following vaccination. It, doesn't, it hasn't updated. I think the last update was in April, so I'm sure there'll be more to it. But look, that percentage has increased. And even though people will look at those numbers and those deaths and be like, ah, oh, that's not that much compared to COVID. Remember, they, they inflated the numbers of COVID. 
There's plenty of evidence for that. And not everyone reports the, the side effects for, for vaccine um, gone wrong on theirs. So that data, yeah, well, it's some people have, have a reaction and they'll accurate. go to their doctor for it. And then they'll ask their doctor, hey, could this possibly be related? And they'll be like, no, of course sure. not. Yeah. And, you know, how many just how, don't report. It's probably yeah. like, you know, a very small percentage yeah. that actually get reported. Mm-hmm. So keep thinking critically, people. Thanks for checking out this exclusive, yeah. not YouTube friendly section. We have some other things we have to do today, but we appreciate you guys watching the show. We want to get another episode out real quick. So again, Remember these names, Jimmy Savile. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll Erica Dubin. Come on. We'll talk more about it later. We'll talk Brent. more about that. We're not going to drop more. Info just keep right those now. names. Keep those names in your well, mind. Well, I'm glad you have just more material than we can cover. It's always better to have too much than not enough. But okay. I think, yeah, we're calling it. All right. Um, again, follow all the social media. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Even if you're watching this on the website, it still helps us anyway. And if you came to the website and you watched this extra material, you are like the most valuable player. Thank you so much. Yeah. We love you. Bye bye. See ya.